started a series uh, last week called The Great Reset. I want to tell you right now, there was a great reset. It took place 2,000 years ago when Jesus died on the cross. A great reset. God himself sent his only begotten son that whoever shall believe and shall not perish, have eternal life. For sin, a plague man for many years and continues through today, but a great reset from the King of Kings changed that all. But you know that reset is ongoing. That reset has not finished. That reset is still alive right now. And guess what? As, you are, as believers, you are part of that great reset. You are a voice unto this world that needs a reset. There is sin rampant in this world, evil having its way. We are the voice. I was about to start John Farmer's song there. We're the voice, try and understand it. <laughs> I don't know why that is. I get songs in my head every time I say a phrase. But anyway, to join the book of Psalms there, and you know, it was all songs, and yeah, it's all good. Anyway, <laughs> but the job of us in this reset of, uh, that God has put forward is to bring forward the name of Jesus. The gospel message is what resets people's lives, transforms lives, changes the way you think, the way you act. And as Christians, we have a choice on which side of that great reset we are. We're either involved or we're not involved. It's that simple. There's nothing hard about it. You're either for Jesus or you're against Jesus. There's no middle road. We're having too much in our world today playing both sides of the fence in Christianity. I'm telling you, God is calling people back home right now. God is, as Sharon said this morning, God is calling us to take seriously the end times that God is uh, walking us into right now. We need to be aware that things are not going to be the same. There's not going to go back to the old normal. They're, that wasn't normal anyway. In God's sight, that was never normal. But God has led us, led us into the normal. And that's what the great reset of, of God's is. That is the only real great reset. But of course, there is a fake one too, which I'll talk about afterwards, because the devil is cunning. The devil always has counterfeit. God does something and he tries to copy it because he's not creative. He doesn't have the mind of God. He's not as God at all. He'll just do something counterfeit. And I remember, I think Sharon told me in the bank, you know, they can distinguish counterfeit notes by the feel of it. You know, they may look pretty good, you know, if you've ever seen a counterfeit note, not that I have, I'm not into that, sorry. <laughs> uh, but when they were counter, they'd feel them, you know, go, that doesn't feel right. And it's right now where we are right now, something doesn't feel right because we're ex being exposed to a counterfeit uh, proposal from the world. And there's many people involved with all this. And that's why Ephesians 5.11 says, Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather even reprove them. Expose them. We need to expose them. And that's why we're doing this series. We need to expose the works of the enemy. Jesus came to undo the works of the enemy, and we are here to expose the works of the enemy so people can come to Christ. What, why would you change if you don't know there's anything different? When the world understands the deception and the lies that are out there, they will want to turn to Jesus. Jesus is the only option. Jesus is the best option. And you know what? God in his word has given us all plenty of warning about what's to happen. There's no excuse for the Christian to actually go, well, I didn't know. You know, it's not like one day we're going to come to heaven and say, well, God, you know, God says, why didn't you tell this person? Why didn't you do this? Why haven't you reacted here? We say, oh, I just didn't know about that. 
Well, God has written in his book. I recommend it. It's the bestseller. <laughs> and you need to read up on those things and understand what God is doing. It's all in there. There should be no surprises. I mean, even though we've had some weird things happen in the last two years, it's not a surprise surprise. I didn't know exactly what was going to happen, but I know the Word of God tells us. When we go through the book of Daniel, the book of Re- uh, tribulation, uh, through Re- sorry, Revelation, and uh, all those things, it gives us an understanding of what is to happen. And I will touch on some of those things in the series. I'm trying to mix it up a little bit because I can go full on Re- book of Revelation and uh, people tell me, I don't understand it. <laughs> and I said, well, I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm trying uh, to understand it because as I find as the Word of God in the book of Revelation gives you so much stuff and uh, when you read different people's take on it, some may have a different understanding or a different take on things and uh, we'll go into that a bit later anyway. But this morning I want to talk about, once again, about exposing the deeds of darkness and uh, understand that Jesus will return and deal with us once and for all. So the suffering we're going through now is not going to be for eternity. It is a last-ditch effort of the enemy to come forward and try uh, win people back to him. Not that he's really interested in people anyway. And people that have come out of the occult found that. When they're in the occult, they thought, oh, you know, Satan's giving me power. I can do these amazing things and stuff like that. But they realize that Satan's not even loyal to his own followers. He doesn't care because you're people. He doesn't like people. But the thing is, God has given us plenty of warning of the great reset, uh, that, this part of this reset that's, that's happening. And God will only tolerate so much of the sin in the world before he acts. You know, God, all through the Bible, he, he doesn't let it go for longer than what he needs to. And people go, why is there so much suffering in the world? Why is it so hard for us? You know, where is God? And some people have given up. 2 Peter 3.9 says, The Lord is not slow concerning his promise, as some count slowness, but is long-suffering towards us, not purposing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That is why things are taken so long. It's because man's hardened heart has not turned quickly towards God. He's given us more time. He's given us an opportunity. And it's not for us then as Christians to go, Oh, he's got us more time. That means I can just sit back and relax. No, it's more time for us to reach people, the lost. We need to be aware there are people that are going to hell. This is not a good place we lived in. We can see that the time is coming to an end point as things are developing around the world. Even in the last hundred years, there's been an increase in global violence. You know, wars in the past 90 years killed more people than during the previous 500 years combined. An estimated 203 million people were killed by wars just in the 20th century, according to Matthew White, historical atlas of the 20th century. And between 170 and 360 million people were killed by governments in the 20th century, apart from war. Trust your government? Okay, think about that one. Um, And not to mention which we've dealt with in the last couple of months, abortions. How many people have died from abortions? How many babies? It's in the millions. It's in the millions. We are living in an evil time, an evil world. Even some of the results, uh, sorry, some of the things I've read about what's going on in the world right now, and that's why we, I said the other week to be very mindful and careful of your children where they are. There is a global ring going on that's actually kidnapping children and selling them off. 
Eight million kids go missing every year. Eight million. Think about that. Just think about Adelaide Oval when that's full. That looks like a lot of people, but that's nowhere even like a million. We're talking about eight million kids go missing every year, being sold into slavery, being sold for other perverse uh, things. And we need to be careful. It's happening, like I said the other week, it happened in Adelaide. And a lot of it's not even being known. Some stuff's not being known. You know, it's, it's just a terrible place. And God has had enough. This thing gets up God's nose as it gets up my nose. And probably yours too, as it should as a believer. And God will act. God is going to do something very soon. See, there's only one hope, one saviour, there's Jesus. We need to look to him for answers. So there has to be a correct balance as we discussed, I think, in our connect group the other day. We're, we're talking about, you know, you've got to be aware of the world you live in, but you need to be in the word of God. You can't be just in the world and where we're living without the word of God. And the word of God actually exposes the world. So the, work, the two work together. That's why we speak about what is happening right now in our world. You need to know. You need to know what God thinks about it. You need to know what God is saying about our current world. How do you operate without that? How do you know what, what to do if you don't know what God's word is on it? God's reset is the true reset. He's doing a work on each one of us. Romans 12.2 says this, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind in order to prove by what is that good and pleasing and perfect will of God. Do not be conformed to this world. You know, as Christians, we're in this world, but we're not of this world. That means we operate totally different. We're bringing His kingdom down here onto earth. We're operating kingdom authority here on earth as it is in heaven. Do not be conformed. That is where the battle is being taking place right now in our world, it, the battle for the mind of what you believe and what you see. As you can see on TV, <laughs> we always joke, uh, um, where people often say, oh, I saw it for myself. I saw it on TV. You know, it's real. Well, what is real these days? Have you seen the CGI uh, technology and things they can do now? They could, I could be like anything you want. I could be Tom Cruise. They could make me look like Tom Cruise and speak like Tom Cruise on a video and you think it was Tom Cruise. But I'm better looking, so anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> but that's the technology we have now, so we cannot trust what we see on TV. We cannot trust what people tell us, but we can trust the Word of God. Amen. Because it's the Word of God that is all true. And that's the, that's the renewing of our mind that needs to take place. We, the, the enemy is capturing things with words right now. Have we seen the play out of all those words that have played? Trying to reset what words mean. We've seen enough word changes over the years without the devil being involved. I mean, all the young ones with some of their words, totally sick, you know, and uh, what else do you say? I don't know, some words I don't even know what you mean. It's not even in the dictionary, so I can't even understand it, but... Uh, <laughs> Um, you know, we, we've changed the English language, but the devil is using the English language changing to, to advance his affairs. And uh, we need to be aware of that, like the phrase, love is love. You know, love, is, love has boundaries. Love has boundaries. Love is not love. Love has boundaries. The God love is not love is love. The love is love has given permission to you to love and do whatever you like. But God has boundaries in his love. And if you read Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4, you see what true love really is. 
and we need to understand. Don't get captured in these words. As one mother says, you know, my, I love my son, but that doesn't give me the right to marry him, and nor, nor would I want to. You cannot use that as a blanket statement, but that's what they're doing. You know, people are using these words and running with it, and it's the far left that's really pushing that whole agenda. We've got to understand the words are very powerful. We were just listening this morning to Jürgen Matthias talking about the power of words. Power of words have been spoken over your life. Words have an effect on you. They can reset how you think about yourself and what your abilities are and what you can do. You know, I, I, I think we've all had bad words spoken over us that can affect us. I remember as uh, in grade six and seven, I had a couple instances with uh, a couple female teachers that gave me a real hard time and said, you'll never amount to anything, Mr. Murphy. <laughs> you'll never become anything. But fortunately, I had the mindset that I'll prove you wrong. <laughs> so it can affect you in two ways. You can either make you a fighter or you can, you can deflate. And unfortunately, a lot of people deflate with words like that. You need to fight for the words what God says, what God says. And um, he was talking about the word... Jürgen, this morning from San Diego uh, Awaken Church, he was saying how we are moved by words and the, the devil uses spells on us. You know, witchcraft has their spells, but we have the gospel. And he was saying that the word spell is, uh, actually the word gospel comes from the old English, God meaning good and spell meaning news, a story. So the devil is putting a spell trying to put his story onto you, what he wants you to do. Well, God's good news is the true story that we need to live out of. Amen? And I thought, well, this is good. So when you think about the gospel, it's the, it's the truth of God, it's the good story of God in my life. Amen? So we know the time is moving and things are happening. And quite often people, even... We have some fun times in our connect groups and if you're not part of a connect group, you need to join one. It's, it's great. We have some great discussions, some funny stories and all sorts of things. And, um, and of course, we're starting off with the subject of Great Reset. So a lot of people want to know, straight jump to the book of Revelations. When's Jesus coming back? When's it happening? Well, the Mark of the Beast, all those things. And we will get into some of that along the way. But firstly, um, I want to hear from the Word of God what Jesus had to say about the days and what they'd look like when he returns. So if you've got your Bibles with you this morning, if you want to turn to Luke chapter 17, verse 26 through to Luke 17, 30. This is Jesus speaking. <clears throat> when he was asked about his return, he, he says in verse 26, And as it was in the days of Noah, so also shall be in the days of the Son of Man. They ate, they drank, they married wives. Notice they married wives. They didn't marry each other. They were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. So also as it was in the days of Lot. They ate, they drank, they brought, they sold, they planted, they built. They didn't marry because of the, yeah, anyway. But the day Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from the heaven and destroyed them all. Even so, it shall be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Let me just pray this morning. Heavenly Father, I thank you this morning for your word. I pray, oh God, you'll speak to us out of it. God, that you'll touch us from it because we need your word, Lord, to direct our paths. We need your word to teach us truth. And God, I pray today as we hear from you, God, that uh, you enlighten us. God, your strength us, give us boldness and courage for the days ahead. 
that we would be strong in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So here's Jesus talking about as in the days of Noah. So he's given an example of what it'll be like when he returns. Now, as you see from this passage, it says uh, they ate, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage. You go, well, what's different about that? Well, there's nothing different about that because that's exactly what's happening today. We eat, we drank, we married wives, they were given in mar- we were given in marriage. All those things, so what he's putting a picture is that it was all normal. There was nothing showing that something was about to happen. It was just like pretty much okay. Like they were just going along with life, even though it was a sinful life. That's why God uh, put judgment upon them. And it says, and so was it in the, the days of Lot. They ate, they drank, they brought, they sold, they planted, and they built. But then it says, but the day, um, the day Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from the heaven and destroyed them all. Caught them totally unaware. They just thought everything was normal. Everything's going back to normal. Everything's fine. Not a worry. And suddenly, God acts suddenly. God moves quickly. And that's why we as Christians cannot be complacent, going not even like now, oh yeah, the masks have come off, you know, the mandates are starting to come off. Everything's good. You know, we're cruised through it and it's all going to go back to not. No, 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 no. The, the devil hasn't finished yet. The devil hasn't finished. He's a liar, he's a deceiver, and he's out to bring down as many as he can. Don't let your guard down, but we need to continue to pray, continue to believe, continue to reach as many people as we can with the gospel message. The truth must be known. The days of Noah was not a good time. It says in Genesis 6, 5, Jehovah saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continuously. It seems very much like today to me. And Jesus said it'd be like the days of Noah. Sodom also practiced sexual immorality. Evil was raging through that place, like it is today. We're seeing some crazy stuff going on. Um, you know, that's another, another story. But um, it certainly looks a bit like today. But like 2 Peter 3.10 says, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a rushing noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat and the earth and the works in it will be burned up. Wow, that's a total reset there. <laughs> but that's what God's Word is trying to give us an understanding. Be ready, be ready, be ready. You are part of His plan, His part of His great reset, but be ready for what is coming. Don't be uh, de- uh, deceived by the things that have been uh, put before us. 1 Thessalonians 5, 2 says, For you yourselves know accurately that the day of the Lord comes like a thief in the night. A thief in the night will appear, arrive swiftly by stealth. So there's not going to be a big, but it will suddenly happen, the rapture. Wow, who's looking forward to the rapture? Going up. <laughs> Years ago, I, 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 I purposely did this on stage. I actually uh, hid a set of clothes matching what I was wearing or a little black thing so you couldn't see it with the lights and all that and we're talking about the rapture and what I was trying to get people to understand is you don't know when it will happen but you've got to be ready and what I got I got some of the back to blow a trumpet sound of the trumpet we'll be caught up and everyone looked around the lights went out I ran off then the lights went on and there's my clothes and my shoes I'd gone <laughs> but I tell you what it made people think 
because that's what it'd be like. Not quite as bad as that, but that's acting. Uh, uh, but that's the reality. We need to be ready because the devil is a counterfeiter and he's trying to create a counterfeit reset right now. So God has had his great reset in play, reaching out to the world with the gospel message of good news, but the devil hates that and he's creating another reset, and, um, which has been called the great reset. There's nothing great about it, as I said last week. The devil knows his time is short and uh, he's going to cause as much destruction as he can. The counterfeit reset that he's talking about that's been declared to this world is about deception, destruction, and will keep us separated from God. The devil has been working on many people over time. He uses people, high up people, governments, all sorts of things. We're seeing the full effects of the plans through uh, that today. John F. Kennedy, before uh, he was shot dead, actually tried to reveal uh, to the world some of the things that were happening that he could see that was of evil. And uh, he said, you know, today's... Um, uh, Basically, in my words, uh, basically today's world is not, a, uh, is not, sorry, the warfare is not coming from Cuba and other places, but it's actually come from secret societies within our own country, plotting and planning against us. And when you start to understand some of these secret societies, they're actually satanic, planning against the people of God. They're planning on these things. We've heard the, we've heard the term New World Order. That's the order they want to bring, a new world order. They don't want a God order. They want their order. In uh, Yale University, every year they pick up 15 new students and introduce them into their little club called the Skull and Bones Club. Now that is a weird club in itself if you ever look into it. But out of that club comes every year people, influential people. We've had presidents of America come out of there, you know, the, the Bushes and... Uh, uh, John Kerry and a whole load of other people, influential people. The devil works with influential people because he's trying to bring as much mass destruction as he can. We know the Freemasons are involved with a lot of this trouble. The, uh, the Illuminati, people just thought, oh, that's just all conspiracy words and stuff. I'm telling you, it is real and you can, tra you can trace it all back. In fact, I've had two, two invites to join the Illuminati. Can you believe that? <laughs> that was hilarious when I got I got one on Instagram and asked me to reply to them and another one came through an email saying uh, you know this is the Adelaide branch of the Illuminati we want you to join us and um, if you do we want you to spray on the church car park with a I think it was a tick or something or something like that and if you don't put something else and uh, I go what <laughs> it's just like out of a movie it's unbelievable but be assured that everything that you've been told is a conspiracy theory, once again, is a cover-up of the devil. He wants you to think it's a, it's a theory, it's not real, because he's working through and operating through those avenues. As we know today, the big one that has come forward, uh, New World Order term has dropped, but it's still there in the background. It's been rebadged and called the World Economic Forum with Klaus Schwab. I spoke a little bit about this the other week. But it's important you need to hear this, because these are influencing some of our top politicians and movers and shakers around the world. They've got a big club. If you go onto their site, you'll see how many people are involved. We've, like I said the other week, Scott Morrison's been involved. Um, uh, Greg Hunt has been involved with them. They've all come from the same school of thought, and it's a dangerous thought. And one of the uh, influential voices from the World Economic 
order, uh, sorry, economic uh, forum is Professor Yuval Noah Harari, which I mentioned the other week, but some people weren't here, so I just want to give you a clear understanding. This man right now is probably one of the most evil, dangerous people on this planet. He's going to universities around the world, speaking to all sorts of influential people about his way of changing and making a reset. So I'm just going to show you just a quick little snippet. There's lots of, you can go online, you can spend hours looking at his stuff, but you just need to get an understanding of what we're working with out there. So if you've got that video clip there ready to go, guys. Surprise coming for him. Uh, absolutely. But this, this, he's a psychopath and uh, he has spoken to thousands, <laughs> thousands of people around the world are listening to this voice, this psychopath. But you know some key words there that we will create our own gods and things like that. And uh, it's the voice of the devil like speaking through him. And uh, we need to be aware of this because you're going to come across people that are going to be influenced by him. There are people out there already being influenced by what he's saying. I, I was looking on a YouTube clip and looking at all the voices. And they, oh, this guy's amazing. Great thoughts. Barack Obama is an evil guy in himself. No wonder he, he pushed him, his uh, book and everything else. Um, but you see some key things. Hack the brains. So the devil wants control of you. The devil wants to, to do that. And you, that sounds like science fiction sort of stuff, but I'm telling you, if you've seen how uh, things have progressed, they are up to that right now. They can actually read thoughts in your mind and things like that. You've got Mr. Elon Musk playing with uh, Neuralink, putting chips in your brain and all this. But he's talked about specifically surveillance under the skin. And I was just thinking, gee, this sounds very much getting to the mark of the beast system, uh, Revelations 13, 6, where it says, and he causes all both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond to receive a mark on their right hand or in their foreheads, something under the skin. There's, there's a whole lot of things happening. We've already seen chips being implanted around the world. But there's a new way and make it more subtle because the devil sometimes pushes so hard it becomes a little bit too obvious that so then he kind of pulls back and tries another way. And I think this is slightly another way because there was a big hard push on the microchips and there are people around the world that have them implanted and just wave them over, scan and doors open and all those sort of things. But it got a little bit too obvious for the Christians that know Revelations chapter 13, verse 16 about the mark of the beast on the right hand where they go, oh. So I think they're trying to, a little bit more subtle. And we'll see this with Amazon this week who's just released a new uh, system. If you just want to have a look at the screen, we'll just show. There you can see there's a subtle move towards that sort of technology. As they say, if you throw a, uh, a frog in a hot boiling pan, it will jump straight out. But if you put it in and slowly turn the heat up, it will sit there until it dies. And that's the works of the enemy. That's the works of the devil. That's some of the works that these guys are putting out. That's why Ephesians 5, 6 says, Let no one deceive you with empty words as though these things the wrath of God comes on the, sorry, through these things, the wrath of God comes on the sons of disobedience. Then do not become partakers with them, for you that were in darkness, but now light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. 1 Peter 5, 8, be sensible and vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion seeking someone he may devour. Never put your guard down. Don't let your guard down. We're on the winning team. We control, we have the power of Jesus Christ within us. Greater is he that is in us than he who is in the world. Amen. So our response is we need, the world needs a heart reset. Jeremiah 17, 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Well, God knows it. 1 John 1, 8 says, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and truth is in us. 
If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. A heart reset. When we come to God and we ask for forgiveness, and he, it says he is just to forgive us of all our sins. When we trust in him, believe in him, and repent of our sins. Ephesians 5.1, then become imitators of God as beloved children, not imitators of anybody else. 1 John 2.15, do not love the world nor the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Let's not be involved with all these things that are coming before us of the world. But let us rather understand that God's salvation is a rescue mission for all mankind. It says in Romans 10.9, because if you confess the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth one confesses unto sin. Confesses unto salvation, sorry. This morning we have an opportunity to be reset our own lives. If we have not on that pathway with Jesus, if you have not given your life to Jesus, the great reset, you have an opportunity this morning. It's one prayer away, confessing your sins and asking Jesus to come into your life and be your Lord and Saviour. As it says in Psalms 51 verse 10, this is David writing this psalm after he uh, had uh, sinned with Sheba and all He said to God, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. If the world would listen to that, if the world would turn back to God, we would not be in the mess we're in. But this morning, if you've not given your life to Jesus Christ, you don't know what it's like to have your sins forgiven and start that new life with assurance that God is for you and with you wherever you go. You have that opportunity this morning. And, I, and I'd love to pray with you and pray for you for that this morning. So I just want you to bow your heads this morning with every eye closed, heads back. Jesus was to come back today or even tomorrow, would you be ready? Are you ready? Even as a Christian, are you ready? But if not even given your life to Jesus, it means you're not ready. But this day you have an opportunity to receive Him. Jesus gives that invite to you. God gives you that invite. And this morning, if you'd like to give your life to Jesus Christ, to know that you're going to spend eternity with Him, that He has forgiven you of your sins as you confess them. If that's you, if you want to do that this morning, just raise your hand wherever you are and I'll see that and I'll pray with you. Pray for you. Amen. See that hand. Thank you, Jesus. God is good. God loves His people. He's given us all the opportunities He can, all the possibilities He can to bring us into His kingdom. Repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I ask You to forgive me. I believe You died on the cross to pay for my sin and that You rose again from the dead. I receive You now as my Lord and Saviour invite you to come into my life. I thank you now. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've said that for the first time or if you're just recommitting today, it's the greatest thing you could do. It starts 
the great, great reset, you join in the great reset of God. God's got it all planned out. You need not worry about the future. God's got everything. You just got to trust Him. You got to believe in Him, hope in Him. And this morning, God will do that change within your life. Because God is good. Amen. Let me just pray. Heavenly Father, I thank You this morning for those that uh, received Jesus, for those that are living for You, Jesus. I pray, oh God, You'll give us wisdom, discernment for the days ahead and a voice to speak out Your truth to others. For as Your Word says, the truth shall set us free. We do not have truth. We're in bondage. We're in lies, deceit, deception. But Your truth your truth, only your truth can set us free. Father, I pray for everyone here today that God, you empower them to speak your truth because there is only one truth. There's not my truth, your truth. There is the truth and then there's opinions. But your word is the truth. And Father, I just pray this day as we leave this place that we will be that light to the world we give you the praise and all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. And all the people said, Amen.